You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, that's a really strange thing for me to write. That is strange. That isn't on me. That's on you. I don't know. I mean, I'll go through my notes every now and then, and I'll take a look, and I'll be like, okay, what was I talking about there? And I can piece it together. This one, though, I mean, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I remember writing this down, like like frantically writing it down and then falling back asleep. But I I think this may mean something. Like, my subconscious is trying to tell me something about you. That's what I'm a little bit worried Are about. Are you serious? We need Whatever. to invest. Out of the two of us, I think that I'm. We need to less investigate suspect. this a little bit more. Uh-uh. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Don't forget, December 2nd of this year, 2017, the first annual Portland Podcast Festival happening at the Hawthorne Theater. Woo-hoo. There is a, a website that will be up very soon, but right now we do have a Facebook page up that's uh, kind of promoting it, gives some more details about it. We want everybody to save that date, and uh, it's going to be awesome. And we'll we'll slowly start revealing who's going to be a part of it. There's a bunch of shows that are that are participating in this, but we'll let you know more. Right now, though, that is the event. Save the date, Woo-hoo. December second, Portland Podcast Festival. Yes, yes, so excited. Also, want to say thank you to everybody who goes to our website, funemploymentradio.com, and clicks on the Audible link that is right there at the top of the page. Oh, my God. Is this so um, you can talk about Ready, Ready Player Setter, One? Yeah, whatever. Yes. So I've been listening to Ready Player One, uh, voiced by Will Wheaton. And I've, Wheaton. I've been listening to that. Will Wheaton. I've been listening to that. And, you know, it's, it's good. And I was talking about it yesterday about how I really liked it. I'm going to say I listened to probably about two or three more hours maybe since then because I'll just walk around and listening to it. Hit a bit of a lull. It's a little bit of a dull spot. A little bit of a dry spell? Kind of a snoozeville spot in Ready okay. Player One. So okay. I'm not, I'm a little less enthused about it than I was yesterday. I'm going to finish it out, but I'm a little less enthused. Mm-hmm. I have noticed, though, since I've been listening to, to Audible books, um, now I've, like, in my head, I'm narrating everything. Like, I'm just narrating what's going on. I already, I already picture, like, you walk around like Ron Howard is, like, narrating your life anyway. <laughs> I don't know if Ron Howard would, Yeah, maybe. I don't know who would narrate my life. Like, who would be the narration voice in my head? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's probably going to be me. I'm listening to another Anne Rule book. Uh, what? Uh, Anne Rule. That, I don't know what you're talking about. No, you're talking about Audible books. Yeah, I know, but what's... Oh, Anne Rule's the... Anne Rule's the author that wrote The Stranger Beside Me. The murder me. one. Yeah, okay. And now I'm listening to her book called If You Really Loved Me. It's really good. Wait, is it about another murderer? Yeah, she writes all about true crime. How many murderers can one woman encounter? She I mean, didn't this... encounter this one. No, the only one that she was that she was friends with was Ted Bundy. Uh-huh. But she was, you know, uh, uh, like a criminal like uh, researcher and she writer She stumbled and with stuff. her words staring at me from across the table. Oh, my God. The look in her eyes says, I'm tired, but I want to get this point across. I stared back. Waiting for <laughs> this is what's going on in my head. See, I'm I'm narrating everything. You know that you're, that is like the sign of a sociopath, right? Is it? That you narrate that you things? narrate things. Yeah, like you don't like feel like you're person? part of your body. Yeah. Oh crap! I could be in a lot of trouble then mm-hmm. because it's so hard not to narrate everything. Yeah, because I don't think that I would be the most likely candidate to be. I'll explain this here in a second, though. Mm-hmm. I want to ask. Like more, so this this other Anne Rule book you're listening to, so it's it's just more. It's, it's if you really loved me. So basically, if you really it's, loved <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah, it's like this this like guy. Like she mostly writes about sociopaths and men. So it's mm-hmm. this uh, 
uh, I don't know. It's like this really twisted story about this guy who basically convinces his daughter to murder his wife so that he can marry her sister. And he's just like this. Uh, I don't know. It's it's really good. That seems like that would be a really hard thing to do. Like if that was your job is to write about murderers, you got to really have a have some kind of a threshold where you don't get depressed very easily. Mm-hmm. She writes that sounds like a t- depressing subject. She's very technical about the way that she writes. Like it isn't uh, it isn't a lot of emotion. It's just like kind of it's a lot of it's very factual. Ooh. Yeah. You ran the knife down her arm, slightly removing mm-hmm. the skin. Ooh, see, that that makes kind of a creepy person to me. Yeah. I don't even know about that. Uh, I don't know if I could hang out with that kind of person. Because it's like if you're that methodical and and just going through it, like the technical side, you mm-hmm. sound like a Dexter. No, oh, it is. It totally was. Like when I was reading The Stranger Beside Me mm-hmm. and, she, and like it details the way that Ted Bundy murdered these women, mm-hmm. it's like, it's really the just... The excitement in her voice speaking about murderers has had me worried for some time. Oh, my God. Who would the who would be the narration voice in your head? In my head? Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, who would uh, who would try to wrap up what's going on in there? I would like to have the narrator. I can't remember his name, but I know he was one of the wet bandits. You'd have a, was, a male narrator? Yes. Okay. Male narrator. I I would want the narrator from the Wonder Years. Oh, from the Wonder Years. Yeah, okay. He was one of the wet bandits. I can't remember he was the actor's wet, name. Uh, Howard something. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay. I would like him. It's being noted in the chat that I do seem like a Bluth. So maybe maybe Ron Howard would be the one narrating it. I think you, you're definitely Ron Howard. Ron Howard. You're very Bluthy. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't know. I think that's an interesting thing to think about, who, who would narrate your book. Uh, Weira says Morgan Freeman. I'm looking at the live chat right now, funemploymentradio.com slash live if you're a live subscriber. Uh, Christopher Hitchens. I'm not sure if I know who that is. I think, oh, he's a, he's a writer. He's a writer. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, anyway, go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Audible link, and try out all the Audible books until you figure out who's going to be your narrator. You do get a free book signing up for the free trial. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, it's a pretty sweet deal. So you get a month, I think, of a free trial, and that includes one free book that comes with it. So, And that's like 15 hours of entertainment. So definitely try that out. Funemploymentradio.com. <laughs> click on the Audible link. And then in the chat, Tony says, I think Greg gets Clint Howard rather than Ron. I like Clint <laughs> Howard. Of course you do. I mean, that's Booger. No, that's not Booger. Never mind. Clint Howard's not Booger. I messed that up. Totally my mistake. Are you going to try and snap and before like everybody's? No, before I'm furiously getting people who are already probably writing their email to me. Greg's an idiot. Clint Howard's not. I realize it, and I just said that. My mistake. Bobcat Goldthwait, another good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but as Bobcat or as the actual Bobcat? Well, you know I mean, we've mean? seen Bobcat Goldthwait speak, and he's yeah, he can a speak normally, but voice. is he doing his? Is he doing that? Yeah, <laughs> one of those things. If it's in your head, it would definitely be. Like, <laughs> you know who would be the narrator? I've figured it out. Who? Larry David. Oh my! That's God. who would be the narrator. Yes. The narrator of my voice. Yes. Because everything is wrong. That's out there, and I could nitpick and figure out what's what's going on with everybody yeah, you else. You basically are Larry David. Yeah, it'd be Larry David. Mm-hmm. I think I figured it out. That's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that, and we'll get on to the other things that we're going to talk about, because I need to bring up what we had at the beginning of the show. But uh, nipples in live chat, I picture Ron Howard correcting Greg's own narration like he does with all of Job's wild claims. Greg, oh, we totally had sex last night. Narrator, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty solid right there. All right, uh, but here's the thing. So I've been listening to this audiobook, and I've been... I'm not sick, but I've been a little bit worn down. You know, we've had a lot going on, so I've just, I'm not, I haven't been sleeping very well. And part of the thing, though, is, you know, when I don't sleep well, I also dream a lot, and I also have my notes that I keep beside me, so, which is my phone. I pick it up in the middle of the night, and if I 
something really strikes me because you always have to be thinking about content for the show. And so I try to keep track of notes and things. But so you actually wrote, wake up in the middle of the night and type things on your phone? Yeah. If there's something like if it's a dream that I think is, A, even if it doesn't make it into the show, just I want to know if it's something happened in it and I want to remember what happened, I'll like scribble down these notes. But I mean, I'm typing them into my phone. So half the time I have to decipher what it is that I meant. And I don't always I'm not always sure what was going on there. So sometimes it doesn't make it through. But this one, this in particular is something that I wrote down last night, and it's not jumbled. It, it's, it's a perfectly clear sentence. I'm not trying to piece it together. This is what I wrote. At some point in the middle of the night, I woke up, and I bothered to turn on my phone, open up the notepad, and just write, Sarah is the murderer for making a murderer. What the hell does that mean? That's it. That's all I wrote. That is so weird. And I put it back down. Sarah is the murderer for making a murderer. Why would what? you even write that? I don't know. I don't know. And so it, it was obviously enough. I'm so much less murdery than you. We've had this discussion many times on the show. Yeah. Uh, but I, what I'm saying is this is what I wrote. Like, that means it's... You think you were dreaming about it? Or do you think that yeah. this is just like a thought that you had? I think it was a dream okay. that was going on. Making a murder, wasn't that show from like a long time ago? Like, um, wasn't the murder from like... Years and years and years? I think so. I think the murder was a long time ago. I don't know, though, if I meant, like, you are the murderer in that particular show, or you have secretly killed someone, and you're trying to, and, and, and you've covered Who it up. Who would I have secretly killed? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I'm just saying I wrote this down. Can you give me any kind of a reason why I would have done this? I have no idea. I'm looking at this. I don't even know. So when, I mean, I don't even understand where this would come from. Have, have, oh, you watched, have you watched Making Here's a Murderer a good recently? Theory. No, I haven't. No, huh. no, I haven't at all. I watched American Vandal, which is... Oh, which is like basically Making a Murderer but with penises, right? Yeah. If you haven't seen American Vandal, I, I definitely recommend it. It's American Vandal's on Netflix, and it's a, it's a mockumentary version of like Making a Murderer, only the whole, the whole thing is whether or not this one uh, kind of dumb kid from this high school uh, spray-painted penises on all the cars, all the uh, teacher's cars. There were 27 penises sprayed on those cars, and they're all, they're all accusing this Dylan guy of doing it. So the whole series is whether or not he did it. But anyway, uh, no, other than that, I have not seen Making a Murderer, so I can't really, I can't, I'm not really sure. Now, we do have some theories. All right. Well, look at this. All right, so here. 2005. So uh, whoever, he was convicted of it for the murder of photographer Teresa Halbach yeah, in 2005. I, I'll be honest. I never finished that series. Because it just got frustrating, and I, I didn't. I just stopped. I stopped watching because every episode I was just more and more frustrated, and I knew there wasn't going to be a really real good resolution. So I stopped watching it after like seven okay. episodes. Yeah. So I definitely was not watching that. Um, people are asking though uh, theories because you said who would I kill? You know who we haven't had on the show for a while? Hmm. Who didn't show up at Ricketts Fest? Who I've only talked to via text and not actually via phone? But you haven't talked. On the phone? No, we've only texted. I have not actually heard his voice. And I'm talking about Kenny B. One of the essential parts of Fun Employment Radio, although he's been busy with his other stuff lately. Kenny B has been unheard of. We've had I've had emails from people writing asking about where Kenny is and wondering what has gone on with him and where he's been. And I'm Where has Kenny been? I do. That's Wait, an interesting are you serious? question. Are you Sarah? seriously asking me if I murdered Isn't Kenny? Is that an interesting question to ask? Where is Kenny? You know what I haven't heard you say? What? 
where is Kenny? Where's Kenny? Until right now. Where's Kenny? Until it's been brought up. Mm. Huh. I did not know Kenny was just posting something today. I saw it. That's He's be- very active on social media. Oh, totally you know who alive. else is active on social media? Sarah Dillon happens to be pretty active on social media. And Sarah Dillon would have probably some ways that she could have gotten access to Kenny B's Facebook what? How account. would I possibly get access to his Facebook account? I'm like the least techie person. You have bragged before about how good you are at sleuthing things and figuring things out. Well, I mean, out. I can figure things out, but I'm not like breaking into his house and getting into his Facebook account. That's just weird. Or did you just spell out exactly what you did? No, I mean, I'm looking at Kenny's. I can't, I can't even like word things the same way that he does. I wouldn't be able to pretend. I, you know what? That sounded very defensive, I'm just going to say. I think that you would know how to do it, that you would know how to word these things. I'm just right. saying. I'm just saying, do you really think that, I, that I'm the wordsmith that came up with such uh, updates as this? There are a few things in life more enjoyable than finally going pee after you've been holding it for a really long time. <laughs> That does sound like a very big Kennyism. I mean, that is a Kennyism if I've never if I've ever heard one. But that doesn't mean you couldn't have come up with something like that. I know that's a genius statement. I mean, it really is. Maybe for the since Kenny hasn't been on the show for a while, we should read some of his updates. Yes, I don't know if I want to read them all though. Um, yeah, that went poorly when we did that with his girlfriend years ago. Oh, Kenny, I tried pulling myself up by my bootstraps, but the straps broke, and I can't afford new ones. Oh. oh. Oh, oh, my God, that was sad. sad. Jesus, we need to get a hold of Kenny. We need oh. to get him on the show. Oh, man. Well, now I'm just depressed. I know. Why are you reading, like, sad Kenny updates? Would I... <sighs> or did you write that? Yes, mm. I wrote that. Okay, well, anyway, I'm just uh, I'm just saying it. it's kind of uh, a little suspect. Another Kenny update is, there's never been a good toaster. Just okay is the best we can hope for. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like that one. I'm going to be honest. If you don't know who Kenny is, uh, he hasn't been on the show for a little while. Kenny is uh, one of the original people that helped us get this show all off the ground and, and all of that. So he he's a very big part of our of our show, even though he hasn't been in here for quite a while. Um, he'll be actually he'll be uh, helping out. He'll be a part of the podcast festival. Awesome. Maybe I should have saved that for a, a reveal, but. It's okay. It's okay. Have you actually spoken to him, though? Yes. You did? Via text. Ah. Again. Via text. I don't know what you're trying to insinuate. I don't know either. I'm just saying it's a very strange thing for me to wake up and type that out, to, to specifically type out, Sarah is the murderer from making a murderer. Well, where did it take place? I mean, let's see. So it was 2005. I would have been Again, I don't know if it has anything old. to do with that or it was not. in Wisconsin. Well, I mean, if you're Wisconsin. saying specif- specifically that I'm the murderer for making a murder, I'd have to be I 25 to living options. in Wisconsin. But in 2005, I was here in Portland, Oregon, living my life. Living your life here in Portland, Oregon mm-hmm. in 2005. Not murdering people. Yeah, that we know of. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's quite a while ago. You could have been up to all kinds of shenanigans at that point. Yes. That's my murdery 25-year-old How past. long have you been on Facebook? Uh, I don't know. 2009, maybe? Eight? Okay. Seven? Where, where were you when this happened in 2005? I don't know, because I didn't have Facebook back then. I had MySpace. Yeah, I had MySpace. I had what MySpace. was 2005? Would that have been Friendster? Friendster is... Friendster. Friendster's way older than... That. No, Friendster's got... like 2000 or 99 or something. What? No, I didn't have Friendster until like 2002. 2003, maybe. That's... 
even for Friendster, that's old. That's like MySpace territory. That's when you would have had a MySpace page. I think if you were joining Friendster in 2003, again, we have talked about this before. You are a little bit slow when it comes to adopting new technologies. Yes, I'm a late adopter. <laughs> Do you still have like an Angel Fire account somewhere? <laughs> um, Friendster, that seems, that's, that seems rather late to be signing up for a Friendster account. Let me see. I had one, though. I'm Those looking at Friendster right now. Friendster.com. All right, so it looks like it changed into some sort of gaming website. Oh, okay. But now it doesn't. Now it's not anything. It says the redesigned Friendster came about through an enduring passion to make a difference. Over the years, we've built a vibrant community. However, due to the evolving la- landscape, the online gaming community did not engage as much as we had hoped for. Oh, that's depressing. Huh. Profound development in the gaming industry has also led us to rethink our strategic priorities. Thus, we have made the decision to break and pause our services effective in 2015. Yeah, I I know I have one. I know I've got some MySpace pages out there, which I should probably look at and see, and see what is actually on there. Because I don't, now that I know it, oh boy, dang it, I shouldn't have said that. Now you're looking for it. Oh yeah, I'm looking for Greg's MySpace. Uh, Yeah, there it is. I don't even know what's on that thing. Okay, this is, I don't really want to see this. Greg Nibbler. Oh, oh, okay. Well, it's a Fun Employment Radio logo, so I still had it in 2009. And then it's a bunch of me. Okay, yeah, that's weird. Let's all just listen to Greg looking at his MySpace profile. Let's listen to me look at my MySpace profile. Mm. I need to shut that thing down. Whatever's on there, I don't know. So I am saying that in 2005, I probably Okay, it is saying... What? There are archived episodes of the Rick Emerson show from 2005, probably. Mm -hmm. So you think that would prove you innocent? That would prove me innocent. I don't know. And that is just the weirdest thing. That's so odd, Greg. What an odd thing to write. Yeah, it really is. So, obviously, it's not me who's weird. There's something about you that my subconscious figured out, and I have to have Was to it a dream? It was. Yeah, it was some kind of a dream. Sarah is the murderer from Making a Murderer. Okay. Well, I'm not a murderer. Well. I don't know what, you know. That's something a murderer would say. Do you think people up. are ever going to go back to MySpace? No. Didn't Justin Timberlake buy into it? He did. I kind of want to make it a thing, because I'm almost done with Facebook, man. I just can't do it anymore. You want to make it a thing? You want to go retro and go back to MySpace? Yeah, I think uh, Rick and I talked about that years ago. We're like, let's just make get a uh, MySpace comeback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. it's. I, I kind of don't think so. Maybe I, I can leave point, Facebook. I'll be bit... like, hey, uh, I'm done with Facebook. Find me on MySpace. Find me on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm surprised more people have done that, You know, or that more people haven't done that. I mean, quite honestly, you know how addicted I was to Facebook. I just don't even really like to look at it anymore. Yeah. I just don't. It doesn't have the same grasp. Yeah. Because it's all just terrible shit all the time. Not working for you? Mm-mm. Hmm. So maybe I need to go back to the whimsical land of my space. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with all I of that. I can pick a glitter background. Yep, you get glitter. You have. Groups. I can have a quote. You have your top eight friends. I can on the say side. it says like how old you. I can say like I'm 99. <laughs> <laughs> and then like have a sparkly background, with like mm-hmm. fairies and and glitter. You seem like the kind of person that would have posted some sparkly backgrounds. Are you kidding? That is just the meanest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> that is not cool. I bet there. I are had a some, lot though. of black backgrounds, and I did lots of uh, like deep band quotes. Oh, God, yes. You would so be a band quote person. Uh-huh. No, because remember, you could have your quote next to your name. Huh. There's some interesting pictures that pull up of you when you say, Sarah, it's still in MySpace. Sorry, this is not part of the show. We, we should stop doing this for the show. No, but I want to talk. No, did you ever have any, like, uh, quotes that you put up on your MySpace page? Um, did you have a blog? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm looking at your blog I did a space. celebrity gossip blog for a long time. The creepy guy who wrote me on MySpace. Let me... Wait, Okay, what? should I... I kind of want to read this. Greg, send it to me now. Send it to me. 
there's a there's a whole thing here from Sarah Thursday January fourth two thousand seven. What? Uh, okay. What are you looking at? I'm looking at your blog space right now, Sarah. This this may give us more insight into what uh, what was going on in the mind of Sarah X Dillon. So here I'm going to read it, and this is the letter that you received apparently. Sarah, well, you are probably thinking that I am just another guy with another profile viewing other profiles. Well, I am not. To tell you the truth, I think most women are too conservative for me. If you view my profile, you will see that I am looking for an exotic, seductive, and passionate woman. I am not into the good girl type. I am looking for more of someone along the lines of an Angelina Jolie type of woman, not a girl. You see, I love a woman who has some... What the hell is this? This is some letter you received? I get creepy... Emails from people. You do get some weird stuff sometimes. Mm, I've seen a few of them. When Lisa Wood and I did uh, the punk show, we would get uh, letters from prison. <laughs> I still have some of them in one That's of my stories. Right. I think units. we talked about this years mm-hmm. ago. They'd send like uh, like photocopied pictures of themselves and their boys, like leaning against a chain link fence, and then talk about how they were innocent and like how our voices, everybody's innocent and how our voices were so beautiful. It was it was very creepy. Um, well, this one that's, that is definitely a creep. You also have posts about, again, this is 2007, Sarah X. Dillon. says, not a Britney post, although she could be confused with her. I've been wondering what's been going on with Courtney Love lately, and alas, I found her melting. So you post a lot about Courtney Love, a lot about Britney Spears. Where are you finding this? This is the Sarah... SarahXDillon.blogspot.com, which, sorry, now I'm sending everybody there. You can probably still Sarah log in. Dillon, wait. Dillon.blogspot.com. You were posting on there all the way up to 2013? Oh, because you were using this as your website for a while, for your dog yeah. portraits. But you have all of your old posts on there still. Weird. You have tons of them. Okay, a lot about Heidi a close-up of Tara Reed's stomach. <laughs> you posted a close-up of Sarah Reed's, Tara Reed's stomach. I was, no, this is when I did my... Um, Another post, Britney's one hot mama. Oh my gosh, you were, old Wait, Sarah's what? weird, past Sarah's very strange. Paris Hilton... Happy birthday, hot-ass Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> that is a post you put up. Wow. Okay. To be uh, to be fair, let me see how old... Okay, so this is... I was 28. So she, is that your def- defense? Yes. I was 28? Oh, my God. How do I just delete this? I don't know. There's <laughs> so much gold here. There's so I need much. To, I need to... Can I download all of this? Because I'm saving this for future... Something. I mean, so we get all the way back to 2006, not quite 2005. So we still could be dealing with a potential murder on our case. Well, yeah, there. You, I'm thinking about potentially murdering you right now. <laughs> Further proving my point. It's almost all Britney Spears, by the way. You are. You are really post a lot about Britney Spears. An incredible amount. I don't even see anything about Britney Spears. Um, you're not going through the right things. Anyway, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So okay. there it is. You can go back and look at that. J- Jessica Simpson, 80s hooker. Dude, when they fall, they fall hard. And Jessica Simpson is looking a little worse for wear. What is wrong with you? Stop it. I'm, just, I'm reading what you wrote. Okay, will you help me delete that? Yes, I'll help you delete it. Thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll go through I need and get the, rid of that. I need the internet to <laughs> delete that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Say, nipple says you both love Britney Spears. I do. I, I, Britney Spears is still. You know, the older she gets, the the more of a chance I have. The better I, the better shot no, I have. She's she's rebounded. You had a, a possible shot during the bald 
mental like breakdown. What do you mean? Like the older she's she's getting, you know, the closer oh, she looks great. I know she does. Yeah, sorry, it's it's just not going to happen, Greg. I know she looks great. Mm-hmm. And well, we'll see. I'll send her an invite to the Portland Podcast Festival. We'll oh, I'm that sure happens. that she'll get right I'm on sure, that. I'm sure that'll make the difference. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, I still don't know what that means, what the dream means, but there it is. Okay. That is what happened. And we all now know that Friendster no longer exists, and I had a very embarrassing blog that Greg decided to find, so thank you for I'm that. I'm sorry. It just happened. You know, I just found it. That's just that's just what it was. Um, all right. I have a little bit of World of Crazy. Okay. But not much. All right. Well, let's do some. Should we do some? Yeah. Oh, my God. Now everybody's going to be going. God, I was so obsessed with the celebrity gossip. Like, I just don't even read that stuff anymore. But during, like, the whole, like, 2000s, because that was such a crazy time with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan, everyone going nuts, Britney Spears attacking people with umbrellas and shaving your head. It was a great time for you. Nope. As far as, like, celebrity gossip goes, those were the golden days. Those were the golden years? What would you blog about now, like, if you had it? I don't even pay attention to that stuff anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Kardashians or something? I guess. Yeah. Aren't they all, like, pregnant? I'm assuming they're always pregnant. Yeah. I'm assuming they're never not pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know for sure. Good talk. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, Greg, got a story out of South Carolina about a lady named Jackie Miley. Jackie Miley. Jackie Miley is 68 years old, and she has entered the Guinness Book of World Records for accumulating the world's largest teddy bear collection. Oh, wow. Is this an actual impression of Jackie? It's a real slow day. Uh, yes, uh, Jackie Miley has started. She spent 20 years collecting teddy bears, Oh, Greg. boy. 20 years. And now she has gathered 8,026 teddy bears from every United State states and 29 other countries. <laughs> Jackie Miley loves her teddy bears. She says, I never had a teddy bear as a child. I didn't even know what a teddy bear was until I was eight years old and saw one at the Minnesota State Fair. Well, where does she keep all of these teddy bears? I don't know. Well, Jackie Miley won her first bear, which she named Grandma Jackie, while on vacation. Wait, she named it after herself? I guess so. That's kind of weird. That is. Well, Isn't that a little strange? This is a woman that has collected 8,000 teddy bears. Of course it's strange. I mean, like if I got a dog and I named it, like, that's little Greg. <laughs> don't ever get a dog and call it little Greg. Well, Jackie Miley won. Greg and Lil Greg coming through. One Grandma Jackie while on vacation in 2000 and first considered sending her collection to Guinness for review after she wound up with more than 3,000. But now she has over 8,000. Her collection contains bears of all sizes and shapes, designs with the smallest bear only three quarters of an inch tall, and the largest bear is eight feet tall. Boy. And they all live with her in her happy little teddy bear house. Oh, how lovely. Jackie Miley. Grandma Jackie. Now I now I do want to get some kind of a pet and name it Little Greg. Don't. <laughs> should I get a fish? Like, I don't know if I have time That's for exactly a dog. That's exactly the reason why you should not be allowed to have a pet. Is that you just want to have a pet to call it Little it's Greg. It's my fish, Little Greg. Don't. Greg and Little Greg coming through. 
Like bring it to like the bar or something God, like you that. You are just like a like a living embodiment of trailer park boys like all the time. Oh, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Little Greg. I can see you carrying around a goldfish that you call Little Greg. <laughs> Greg and Little Greg coming through. Coming through, everybody. Look out. Trouble's coming. Greg and Little Greg. All right. So that was uh, that's the story of Jackie <laughs> Miley and her 8,000 teddy bears. Uh, where else should we go? Let's go to Britain. A British man belatedly learned that he won the lottery a month late after reading about missing a winner in the newspaper. So I guess uh, they had known that somebody in the county had actually won the lottery, but he bought a ticket, forgot about it, Greg. And it turns out he won. Ugh, I hate these stories. I know, me too. Uh, Martin Crichton, 46 years old, was reminded that he had purchased a Euro Millions ticket after reading a story about a lottery winner who had yet to come forward in the local newspaper. He said it jogged his memory. He always played the lottery, and, and it occurred to him that maybe he hadn't checked all of his tickets. When he got home, he was looking in his drawers, and everywhere he puts his tickets for safekeeping. After frantically searching, he did find the winning ticket tucked between receipts and business cards in his wallet. So uh, he ended up winning. It doesn't... It just says... He won the lottery. They don't even say how much he won. It said Euro Million, didn't it? It said Million Euros? Yeah, it says Euro Millions. I scanned my ticket oh, and it came back a, a winner. We both started crying and hugging each other. Um, he plans to buy a new home with his winnings. The, again, they don't specify in this entire article how much money he won. Boy. I'm just I'm killing You're it. You're real, uh, yeah. I'm just... Won 167 million pounds. Wow. Holy shit. That's a lot of money. I said, uh, life will be just so much easier now. I love my job and the people I work for have become really good friends. So I don't have any plans to stop working. I'm just delighted that I now will be able to afford to buy my own home and never have to worry about money again. Oh, wouldn't that be delightful? That's $221 million. Whoa. Yeah. The pound's really fallen. It's only $1.33. It's time to go to Britain. Yeah, I thought the pound's usually double, isn't it? It used to be. Yeah, that's why... Always assume it is. Yeah. Huh. Damn. All right, and finally in my. Three By the way, Fun Employment Radio is still planning the trip to Ireland, so. Oh yeah. That will be that's still on the book, so mm-hmm. that's not been forgotten. In my uh, three for three of my amazing stories that I have for you today. Mm-hmm. Costco is now offering a special treat for Doomsday preppers. Yes, you can purchase a year's worth of emergency food. For $1,000, there's a kit that Costco now sells for $1,000 that has a year's worth of emergency food. And uh, the kit is said to stay good for up to 25 years. They will sell a shitload of those. Oh, yeah. So um, it's called the Nutristore One-Year Emergency Food Kit for $999.99. The kit includes 6,200 servings of food, enough to last one person for an entire year. So it's one person, not so it's for one, one person. person. Yes, it's like a thousand dollars a person. So basically, you can hunker down, hunker in your bunker with your thousand dollars worth of food for a year. There's a couple of things with that. I mean, one, that's good. You know, that's that's it's smart to be prepared. Mm-hmm. But two, I mean, if you don't want to tell anybody you have that, because if you told everybody you have that and say there is some like big apocalyptic thing, you know whose house I'm going to go to? I'm going to go to your house to the doomsday purpose. because I know you have a thousand dollars worth of food in your basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what would happen. You should to me. totally get some and just stick it in the gimp room. I have a, I have an emergency kit. I have a couple. What, squirreled away in your house? Yep. What's in your emergency kit? That's none of your business. Well, tell me. No, I already said too much because now I know people will come to my house. 
Nobody's going to come to your house in an emergency. Oh, good. I'm set at my house. I have weapons, I have a basement, and I have food. You have that tiny crossbow that your dad gave you? Is that your your weapon? Yeah, and I also have a, I have a bow and arrow. I have a full-on bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. I got like five That's arrows. That's going to be super helpful inside of your house. I'll set up, I'll booby trap it. Okay. All I'll right, have it so you open the door and I'll be like, Whoo! Well, the kit also is composed of nearly 100 cans of food, including wheat, rice, milk, granola, fruits, vegetables, and meats. It also has salt and sugar for flavor. Um, the company representative said the idea came uh, uh, came about making a great starter kit for a family who wanted to prepare for any kind of disaster. This is a great value, with shipping included. That's a pretty good deal, to be honest. A year's worth of food for mm-hmm. $1,000. Less than $3 a day you're going to survive on? It's real good. Real good math, Greg. Maybe I will set up my house. By the way, you're not allowed over to my house. What happens? Uh, I'm safe in my my basement. Yeah, after your, like, 200-year-old house has collapsed on you. Mm Mm-mm. Okay. Too many pipes. Basement will be fine. Okay. All right. So, there you have it. Stuff goes down, that's where I'll be. My bow and arrow. I've got windows I can see out of. You shall not pass. Okay. All right. There you have it. There's a world of crazy. So I'm trying to find... I'm, I try to find stories, man, but some Fine. days are diamond. Well, should we do a little bit of ball talk? I suppose so. Because I believe I, I do have some ball talk. You do have to, some Because ball today talk. is a kind of a big day that I know a lot of people have been waiting on. I didn't want to say it too much at the beginning of the show to get everybody all fever pitched, but today's a day for a prediction, Sarah. Okay. So we see one of my predictions come to fruition. I need to make another one. But what will happen next year? All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Got a couple of stories here in Ball Talk. Just a couple of little things here that I wanted to get to. First up, we got this. The NBA preseason has begun. So there's that. Um, also... <laughs> The NBA has announced that the All-Star Game is going to be changing up and switching formats. So here is what's going to be happening. Normally, the NBA All-Star Game is East versus West. Oh, yeah. That's how it's always been, isn't it? That's how it's always been. But not anymore. So the new format for the NBA All-Star Game is going to be this. The voting will work with uh, 50% of the voting will be by fans. 25% 25% of the voting is by players, and 25% is by the media. What? They will determine, and that's that's fairly similar to how it's been before. Although I think they're giving the players more say in it, if I'm if I'm not if I'm not wrong about that. But anyway, there'll be twelve there will be twelve players selected from each conference, from the East and the West. And there will be five players from each conference that will be selected as the starters. So they're the the top vote getters. Okay. But it doesn't really say, okay, okay, yeah, so, so there will be 10 players that will be starters, but two players will be selected as the team captains. And the captains, don't. it doesn't matter which conference you're in, and then the two captains will draft the rest of the team. Hmm. So it's like high school? So it's like high school. Like dodgeball team? Like a dodgeball team, <laughs> wherein you're already going to have the All-Stars decided, but one of, that means one of the All-Stars is going to be picked last. That's the only part that's going to be entertaining about this is to see who gets picked last on the team. Whose feelings are going to be hurt? Yeah. 
and then they and then they go and play the game after that. I I think it's really really stupid. Oh, to be yeah. honest. Although that one thing though of seeing who gets picked last, that is going to be entertaining. I know that you would find that entertaining. I will find that I very know. entertaining to see. Who's I just have I'm just going to find that super awkward and totally wouldn't want to watch that. I yeah, I'm going to find that part pretty entertaining. But all right, so there we go. Anyway, that's what's going on in that for the NBA All Star Game. Now continuing on, we've got uh, got this. Some U.S. women's soccer stars are in a little trouble. Uh oh. Do you know who? Do you know who Alex Morgan is? That's that girl you think is hot. Yes, yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Alex Morgan. She used to play for the Portland Thorns. I don't know what team she plays for now, but she's one of the best, uh, the best women's soccer soccer players out there. Okay. She plays for the United States as well. And anyway, her and along with a bunch of her friends, including other soccer stars, were at Disney World's Epcot Center Bar over the weekend. Huh. So I guess there's a big bar at the Epcot Center. And uh, they have different the Epcot like, Center is where bars. the big golf ball is, right? That's the big golf ball. And then there's... So there's the ride inside. I don't know. I've never been there. Oh, yeah. I remember. I went... Because that's where they have like the different sections of the world. You can go yes, to. Yes. Like... And there was this one. I can't remember which one it is. It was... Uh, is it Norway? There was one ride that was awesome because my parents kept um, making my sister and I, you know, learn at Epcot Center. Uh-huh. Well, so we had to go around and look at different places. But one of them, one of the rides, pretty sure it was the Norwegian ride, and it was like um, like waterfalls, and it was almost like a um, some sort of roller coaster. Okay, that sounds kind of cool. And then inside Epcot Center, I believe it was like the history of America. I think it was. I remember it even like when I was younger, thinking it looked kind of chintzy, like it was really. Uh, like it looked like really old fashioned, huh? I mean, I'm, I'm I've sure never been to Disney completely World. Completely different all. now. I've only been to Disneyland. Would do you think I would like Epcot Center? Yes, I probably would. All right, well then maybe I'll, I'll make it where there sometime. Okay, apparently she plays Alex Morgan plays for the Orlando Pride. What are you looking up? Oh, I'm looking up inside the Epcot Center. Epcot just Center. To see. Yeah. Well, here's what happened with Alex Morgan. Is uh, her and, like I said, her and some of her fellow soccer players and other friends were at the United Kingdom section of Epcot Center, where they were at a pub, and they became too rowdy and were kicked out of Epcot Center. So they apparently were on an eight-hour drinking binge, (laughs) which makes me like her even more. And, except for maybe not this part, then one of her... Friends, who is an MLS player by the name of Giles Barnes, cut in front of another customer in line. Uh oh! Wait, you're a cutter. And uh, and then the uh, the customer got mad at her. Well, Alex Morgan apparently was quote yelling and screaming and appeared to be highly impaired. She made a loud verbal statement that she knows the Orlando SWAT team. That's the part. Wow. So she tried to threaten the other customer by saying she knows the Orlando SWAT team. And uh, and then they were they were asked to leave. Oh, boy. I still like her, though. I Man, it does do. make me like her even uh, more. I don't care. Eight-hour drinking binge. She's a little rowdy. Yep. So anyway, that's the trouble that Alex Morgan got into. And finally in Ball Talk, we've got this. Now, Sarah, what, what, what are you laughing at? Oh, nothing. Just... You and creepy. <laughs> well, I like Britney Spears and I like a wild and crazy Alex do. Morgan. Oh yeah. I like him crazy. Alright, so here's here's the deal. 
The Major League Baseball playoffs have begun. And before this season, much like last season, lest you forget, last season before the season started, I said the Chicago Cubs would win the World Series. Sorry, what happened? I don't remember. The Chicago Cubs won the World Series, largely based on my prediction. So the other I'm thing sure, was, yeah, the city of Chicago before, sent you a great tithing. They should. Uh, and then this year, I made the prediction that the Washington Nationals would win the World Series. While the Washington Nationals are in the Major League Baseball playoffs and sitting in a pretty good position to make their way to the World Series championship. They start play on Friday uh-huh. against last year's champions, the Chicago Cubs. So that's on Friday. So anyway, we'll see that go through. Everybody, please prepare your congratulatory emails. I'm expecting maybe a trip to Washington, D.C. or something like that. But there's another league that's starting right now. That is the National Hockey League. And we received a message on Twitter, at Greg Nibbler, at Fun Imp Radio, from our friend Sebastian. Up in Calgary, asking me, Greg, please, please, give me a prediction about who is going to win the Stanley Cup this year. You are always the correct person who has these right, and I want to brag to everybody that I knew about it first when you said it. It was something like that. I'm paraphrasing what he said. It was something along those lines. It's a bit of a paraphrase. So we've got got several options here when it comes to the NHL playoffs comes to the, the NHL in general and who's going to win the Stanley Cup. Sarah, do you know who won the Stanley Cup last year? No. Was the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, yes, I do remember that. The Penguins. The Pittsburgh Penguins. With uh, Sid the Kid. Sidney Crosby. Oh, my God. Did you just make that up? No, Sid the Kid is his nickname. Okay. Yeah. I, I think he's like 35 or something, but he's still Sid the Kid. Uh, so there's, there's that. There's all that stuff going on here. That was the last year's champions. They beat the Nashville Predators. You're being threatened by Canadians in the chat, Greg. Ask Chicago people how they feel about my predictions. Ask them. So it's time for me, though, to tell you who it is that's going to win this next year. And we do have a lot of options. Some of the top teams, like the Minnesota Wild... Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe the Nashville Predators will make it back. Maybe it's going to be the Vancouver Canucks. Probably not. They're pretty bad. Okay. The Blackhawks. You know, go back to Chicago. Washington Capitals. Maybe that'll be a Tampa Bay Lightning. They actually have a, a good team. You're saying there's a chance. Anaheim Mighty Ducks or the LA Kings. I don't know. The Sharks. No, none of them are going to do it because here's what's going to happen this year. I have made my prediction. I am going to announce the winner of the 2018 Stanley Cup by way of song. A song that was created for the team last year for their playoff run, but they did not win last year. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner of the 2018 Stanley Cup. What is happening here? 
fall short every season, no matter how hard they try. Every pass they make. Oh my God, the song sucks. Oh my God, the Edmonton Greg. Oilers. The Stanley Cup is going back to Canada. The Edmonton Oilers will be your 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Sarah, the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I, I heard you. Stanley Cup champions. You want to go place a bet? No, thank you. Well, I'm expecting my flight up to Calgary, or not to Calgary, to Edmonton, excuse me, okay. to Alberta. Maybe they'll parade me through the city. On their shoulders? On their shoulders, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bunch of happy Canadians. Because I predicted that the Edmonton Oilers would win the 2018 Stanley All right, Cup. That's, that's enough of that. I just want to make sure I get a good soundbite here so I can play this for you. It's not going to happen. What's not going to happen? The Edmonton Oilers are not going to win. The Edmonton Oilers will win the 2018 Stanley Cup. We will be replaying this in a few months. That or it will just be lost in that, the archives. Or a tip will be never heard from again. This concludes, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. There we are, sir. How you doing over there? I'm doing all right. Okay, good. Doing all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm very excited about December 2nd. Me too. There's a lot that's going into this. Still have lots to do. Got to get the job done. Got to get the job done. Got to get the job done. A lot of job to get done. So much job to get done. Like the Portland Podcast Festival on Facebook, won't you please? And also, like Fun Employment Radio. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That would be very nice. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. What did that dream mean? It's really going to bother me for a long time. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that you're crazy and you need to mm-hmm. learn how to sleep better. Or it means that there's something about you. Anyway. Coming up later today on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Tell me. Geek in the city. Geek in the city. Geek in the city right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Awesome. Live at about 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in. Join the whole gang. I don't know what they're talking about today. I'm sure it'll be something good and geeky. One of their frequent guests, Greg Rucka, just had his series optioned by Amazon to write scripts for it. Wow. Turn it into a live action show. That is really cool. That is very Very cool. That was a fun tidbit. It's a good little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Lazarus, yep. They optioned it. I don't know if oh, it doesn't mean cool. they're going to make it, but they, I think it's optioned by them. Okay. So. Edmonton Oilers. Okay. 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Uh-huh. Mark my words right now. Or it will be stricken from the record. All right. Thanks so much, everybody, <laughs> for tuning in. <laughs> we love you all. We'll be back tomorrow with more fun employment radio. Dot com. Bye, friends.
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs> 